you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jaguars driving from left to right. Bring out the I formation of Shelton and Taylor. Split receivers. Again, Javon Kirst moving all around. Now he's lined up across from Leon Searcy. Here's the handoff to Taylor right up the middle. He's got a lane 40. There he goes, 35. He's at the 30. Breaks a tackle, 25. He's at the 20. He's free at the 15. Breaks another tackle. And he's down near the 13-yard line. Denard Walker finally stops him, but Taylor goes for 30. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Fred Taylor, the greatest running back in Jacksonville Jaguars history? Or was it Natron Means? You know, it could have been James Stewart. Yep. I don't I don't know. Maybe someday it'll be Leonard Fournette. Who, who am I forgetting? Who's that other guy that they drafted early? Um Greg 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 Jones, Jones? out Greg of Florida Jones. State. He's, he might be my pick. Powerhouse fullback. Powerhouse fullback in the first round. Ah, we kid pocket Hercules, Maurice Jones, Jones Drew. Drew. We're gonna be right, talking MJD. with the guy who drafted him and we'll recount how Jack Del Rio saw Maurice's draft, and uh, we'll talk some Jaguars, and we dig in on, if you recall, the chopping wood incident, and Jack Del Rio, I think it was his rookie season as the head coach of the Jags, he put a stump of wood in the in the uh, locker room and a big axe, and it was supposed to motivate you with the metaphor of like, hey, fellas, we just got to keep on chopping wood, and then it got sideways when the punter swung that axe, and so we'll dip into that story. Some great tales. We've already completed the conversation with Jack Del Rio. That's why I can confidently say you will enjoy it we get into jimmy johnson and mike ditka and the raiders and Derek carr and kyler murray if that's a possibility and the coach makes a bold prediction about what quarterback they actually will draft in 2019 mm. spoiler alert it is not kyler murray in the meantime hi and hello and welcome to the dave damashek football program presented as always by zaxby's famous mm. fingers wings and salads. salads we're heading to nashville tennessee for the draft are you going handsome uh, i'm not dave you're not gonna to be there 
You're not going to be I'm a not, part of I'm our Zaxby's live I'm show. Currently scheduled to uh, to travel to the draft. Dang, we're going to be doing a live show there on what day? The 23rd, Spaghetti. Tuesday, the 23rd. Yes. Yeah, and we and and there's early word that uh, we're going to be talking with at least one of the Tennessee Titans, a, a recent draft pick there. That's about all I'll say on that subject. Maybe also a name or two from uh, the world of entertainment, especially uh, significant in that region of the country. And uh, speaking mm. of people who fit that description, Nate Bargatze the uh, the star of the Great brand new Netflix stand-up special. Yeah, Nate Bargazzi, uh, the Tennessee kid. Find it on Netflix. Watch it. And uh, while you're at it, why don't you go back and find the podcast, the DDFP from earlier this week, where Nate and I spend, what, 45 minutes, Spaghetti? He was here for about an hour, yeah, so about 45 minutes in the oh, show. Oh, it was a grand time. I really, uh, a really fun uh, dive into, you know, his comedy career and his football allegiances and his sports allegiances. He loves sports sports as it turns out really a, a deep knowledge about that and uh, we talked about all the important stuff um so make sure you go back and check that one out and check out the video show available at nfl.com slash ddfp or if you happen to be near your computer um thursday every thursday spaghetti 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern you got it you can watch the live stream or track it down Ooh. at your leisure and watch it at nfl.com slash ddfp all right handsome enough promotion let's yeah, talk like let's- people how are we handsome hey go oh, i didn't introduce him even see i got so swept up all the way from london england a former miami dolphins fan or on hiatus from that fandom it's handsome hank i'm gonna play the whole thing handsome okay we don't have a lot of time dave you're right. a hard out you're right he's handsome he's handsome How are you, handsome? I'm very well. Are you excited, yeah. eager with anticipation? In a matter of moments, we'll we'll uh, share the Jack Del Rio conversation. I, you and me and Eddie Spaghetti are going to go through some headlines here right. in sports. And then the debut, the long-anticipated debut of the Thick Cast. Spaghetti, play, Eddie, you- play, play the music. Play the Thick Cast music. <laughs> you didn't even get music what? for your dumb show. This is what happens when you get thick. It, when you not, get so thick, you get you, you, you get lazy. We're not about the production. We're about the, the quality of the conversation. True. I want you True. to do it. I, I think you got to do it in like a voice of somebody who's who's especially thick. What are you eating today, Eddie? Well, who do you all think was a better nose tackle, Vince Wilfork or Casey Hampton? I reckon halfway through the thick cut, you should just get up and leave to eat. <laughs> I'm just going to have no a salad. Salad. Hey, can I tell you why, why you guys have your show? I'm, I'm not sticking my nose into it. I just want to be mm-hmm. a casual observer, a fly on the wall, a thick fly on the wall. Yep. You know, like one of those really fat ones. You know, sometimes you see like mm-hmm. the big old fly will come down and then it doesn't can't even fly really anymore because it can't. Pull it There's some of those the fat ones that land on you in summertime and they hurt. Like if you yeah. let them sit there for a second or two, all of a sudden it starts to sting yeah. a little bit. What gives with that? I don't know. I don't know either. Is that like the Jeff Goldblum uh, those fly? Flies. Those like are called horse flies. They bite you. Yeah, they hurt. I don't like that. You know what I do like, though? So that's so that's a frown. What makes me smile, though, Mm -hmm. that's our new segment. Frown and smile. Let's work on a name for that. Let's just call it that. Something that sad face emoji, happy face emoji. I feel like there's a meat out there. Yes. That has been around since maybe even before I walked the planet Earth. Its name? Dinosaur. Salami. No, salami's delicious, and I've started to eat it a lot. I think we—I've noticed it's in your salad, right? It's a—it's not a newfangled meat, you know, but (laughs) Uh it's spicy, it's zesty, and you know what? This is new to you. 
Salami. No, is- I loved. I used to eat. I remember when mm-hmm. Mo Damashek uh, would uh, when I'd open up my lunchbox in elementary school. I'd pop that lid and uh, and waiting inside there between two uh, gorgeous slices of uh, Town Talk. That was the local yep. Pittsburgh bread. Town right. Town Talk. Right. Get uh, get down to John Eagle and get some Town Talk. Um, in between that, some salami. I would eat that for lunch every day, and I got away from it. I don't, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed to say, but now I'm back on board, and I think that uh, I'm calling for all of society to join me. Eat more yeah. salami; it's delicious. I'm with you. I was notorious in my house. I was the scourge of the house, of the Hodgson house. For any time there was salami in the fridge, you know, it comes in the packet, and mm-hmm. they're like piled up, but not in a stack, in like a they're piled yeah, they on do top it. of each other, like papers might be or magazines in a sure. doctor's office or something. I would just eat the whole lot. Like they'd be in there, I'd I'd see it in the fridge, and I'd oh one, and then it's like every like little cold. Meat, what the blue know, fella then, does on Sesame just, Street to cookies, handsome right. Hank was doing just, the salamis. Just, yep. In case it got meats. to the point where my mom just decided we're not buying that anymore because it's not worth having it. Seems like a no weird... one else gets to try it. Yeah, but her progeny. Li- Henry, you've eaten all the salami again. Exactly. That's what I would hear on a weekly basis. But, Mom, I love it so. Please, more salami. No rubbish, you selfish little cry. I don't know. Crumpet? Was, crumpet, yeah. Is a crumpet a person, yep. uh, boy? Yep. It is. Okay. You're just taking me all the way back to my childhood, Dave. There it was. Um, so, Josh Rosen, Eddie Spaghetti with some breaking news here. And then we'll, uh, like I say, we'll get to Jack Del Rio. But we do talk about the quarterbacks there. Del Rio... You know, because I, I can cobble together after having talked with, uh, spoken with David Carr a week or two ago, where he expressed that the Carr family in general is cautious, cautiously optimistic that Derek is the starting quarterback for the Raiders, mm-hmm. but not 100% certain because it's murky. What does Mayock think? What does Gruden think? They're right. saying the right things, but then they're also looking at Kyler Murray. They put almost every quarterback in this draft class into the building. So you right. can understand why, why Derek would be would be cautious about it. But you do want to hear what Jack Del Rio has to say about this. So where do you, th- about who he thinks the Raiders are right. actually eyeballing? Maybe it's not Kyler Murray, but it is one of those uh, high profile QBs as we head towards the draft. Spaghetti, what's the breaking news on Josh Rosen? Um, Josh Rosen, apparently uh, Mike Garfolo said that the uh, Rush Washington Redskins are no longer interested in trading for Josh Rosen. He also believes that Josh Rosen will at least be a Cardinal until draft day. So nothing's going to happen from now until hmm. that makes draft. sense. Yeah. I, I mean, why? Yeah, because if you do, if you have Josh Rosen in the building, then you would think that the Cardinals potential for getting a more valuable pick at number one is is higher. Right. No one's going to believe they're trading. Out I guess of the that's first right. Yeah. If they don't have an alternative in the building. So then that surely makes that pick a little bit more valuable. And listen, Garofolo has been on here before and spoken with us about uh, his his prediction was that Russell Wilson will be potentially. I mean, he, he's, he, he didn't, uh, you know, put it in pen, but he did kind of etch it down um, in pencil on the show that he wouldn't be surprised to see Russell Wilson, the QB of the New York Giants come 2020. But Jack Del Rio is saying otherwise. As a matter of fact, let's get into it right now, shall we? In advance of the Jack Del Rio conversation, it's time for this week's installment of Zaxville's Hot Takes presented Woo! by Zaxby's, Zaxby's again, the famous fingers, wings, salads. salads. And also starring Handsome Hank. Hi. Handsome and uh, Spaghetti, feel free to weigh in here. How shall we address this one, Handsome? Russell Wilson, Jack Del Rio has said, 
on uh, in another space. I think it was on Total Access here at NFL Network um, a day or two ago. He thinks Russell Wilson isn't going to even be a Seahawk in 2019. So, so Russell Wilson has said well, about a week ago now that he wants the deal done on tax day on April 15th. He, mm. he said next Monday that deal needs to be completed. And that is where Jack Del Rio decided that, you know, based on that, that, that there's a good chance that that doesn't happen, which seems likely. It's We're speaking to you on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few day, only a few days left to go. Uh, we haven't heard any. Normally, the, the kind of details would sneak out that they're either close or not close on a deal. We haven't heard anything about the potential of a deal getting done. I and, also, I, I, I abide, though, by our pal Daniel Jeremiah's insights. He's mm-hmm. generally kind of tied into these things. That's He's right. not recklessly speculating like Damashek does. I right. do pie in the sky. I would like to see that happen. And pie in your stomach as well. Oh, pie anywhere. You. I'm keeping my eye on this guy. <laughs> Am I right, everybody? Be careful with yourself, thick cast. <laughs> anyway, um, I, but Garofalo, I mean, the thing that DJ and everybody else will always remind you of is uh, don't believe what anybody has to say. So what what could the Redskins say that would be compelling enough to make Garofalo believe? Yeah, that's a right. fact. Or they or is he just issuing True. the smokescreen? Josh Rosen still they they it, it, as it happens. I don't think Case Keenum is the answer. In, no, I don't. I mean, I think whatever happens, the Redskins will have another quarterback in addition to Case Keenum, or instead of Case Keenum on the roster by the time we get to. I would that de- May, yeah. May. I would think so. Do you think Russell Wilson is a possibility? I think that Russell DC? Wilson is a strong. I mean, if you let's let's think about the teams. Russell Wilson isn't. When you talk about Russell Wilson, you are looking beyond the teams right now that we know need quarterbacks. The you know the the Cardinals or or you know any of the teams that the Broncos that are. are People are talking about taking a team in the in the draft. You then expand it to teams that maybe aren't completely sold on their quarterbacks. So then, you know, you've got the Redskins, you've got mm-hmm. those teams, but then maybe the Cowboys are a team that, you know, like wouldn't Russell Wilson in Dallas make sense if they don't 100% believe in Dak and want to say, like, we need this guy for the rest. Ooh, wouldn't like, that be splashy? That would be a fun one. There are other, you know, there are all kinds of other places that then open up where, like, you, you might you might discover that that the Patriots would say Russell Wilson could be an option for us. Uh, well, that, I mean, I mean the, that keep that that keeps the, the Patriots. overarching takeaway here is that when you have even big ticket players, the biggest of stars out there and potentially being traded, right. it makes the off season dynamite. Or it does. in fact, it erases the off season. This has been the most compelling off season I of think of all time. I right? Is that is that fair to no say? Doubt. Are we prisoners and, and of the moment, or is this the greatest off season ever? I we don't think we even got to the draft. Is there? Well, I mean, there were you know, yeah. What would even compare to it? The year Peyton Manning moved to there, Denver. The, Maybe there was that moment after the CBA got signed, where lots of players suddenly moved around in two thousand whatever that was eleven. Um, immediately afterwards, and that was where the Eagles' dream team was born. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I still I don't think there's any kind of comparison with I mean, Bell moving. And, and Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and, uh, and Odell have all moved this offseason right. um, via unorthodox methods. You know, you don't generally see those. I mean, yep. I know Le'Veon Bell, but he's as big a free agent this side of Peyton Manning and Reggie White that uh, free agency has ever seen. All three of those guys have changed. So what is our hot take, Dave? What 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 is our hot take here? But, well, apart I love from the it. fact that it's been an exciting offseason and that Russell Wilson could move. I don't know. Let's I'm, make I'm a hot tape. Uh, okay, take out of this. give it to me right now. You tell me where's Russell Wilson playing quarterback. I'm not going to tell you where Russell Wilson's playing quarterback. I'm telling you that Russell Wilson will not be the quarterback of the Seahawks 
at the start of next season. This coming season. This coming season. And that he will be a quarterback on a team that you didn't think needed a quarterback. Okay, let's say that's true. Here's here's the hot part that nobody is talking about. If that's true, then who is the quarterback for the Seahawks in 2019? Someone in this year's draft. Paxton Lynch. So, so this will all be settled by draft day. We'll know that the Seahawks suddenly are going to take a hard right turn. They'll surely get, if they were to move Russell Wilson, obviously they'll get at minimum a first round pick for yes. it, if not more multiple and who knows what else they get on top of that but you suspect one day between now and when the day of the drafts what thursday the 25th of april one morning between now and then you're going to be awoken by by your phone buzzing and that's going to be one of those alerts from the nfl um, mobile app telling you that russell wilson now plays for a here's the hot part is it possible i don't follow enough um of what's going on in celebrity news um but legitimately, when you hear about those celebrity marriages, like, oh, it's good for the other person. Is Sierra, is Sierra you just spend time handsome and do find handsome's great work along with uh, some other people down there in Brazil with uh, with the some Wilsons. Other people. Yeah. Yeah. Russell and Sierra. Yeah. Does she go by Sierra Wilson or is she just still just Sierra? I think, you know, in, in, in theory on her passport, it might say that. Yeah. Sierra Wilson. Yeah. Um, That's her last name. How did you find her? Wonderful. Really nice. lovely. La- genuinely lovely lady. How about Russell? Very, very nice guy as well. Yeah. They're they're a great couple. Happy did you, couple. Did you get any sense from them, Handsome? Break some news here. But only I'm not I'm, I I have no news I can break here. Did Sierra say like, yeah, Seattle's fine, but it's a little bit far she from not, entertainment centers of America. Coax that out of me I, it's not it's not uh, the case. Chargers and Rams. How about that? Hey, Jared Goff, like, yeah, he didn't look so good in the in the in that Super Bowl. What if uh what if you come after here? Right. Russell Wills, we'd love to be in LA. The That's what I'm saying guy. though. Like, what about those, New those York are not City? teams that we're talking about as needing a quarterback, but when Russell Wilson's in play, there's probably only three or four teams that don't want Russell Wilson. So all of a sudden it opens up, you know, 25, 28 clubs right. that you didn't, th- that, that, that could suddenly be in the market for Russell Wilson. And then there's the domino effect of whoever the guy is that's in that, with that team gets shuffled down the line. It's exciting. That, that could, that could totally change what we think about the draft three days before the draft happens. It's interesting. And it also um, kind of sort of supports my idea that we are very close to QB saturation in the NFL, that all 32 teams are pretty close to having a decent QB. One club QB. is holding out. Who, D.C.? The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, right. They're definitely holding out. They they don't want to help you with that part of it. Yeah, and I don't know that I Nick like Foles is Patrick, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that'll make for, a fun, show up. make for a fun watch, if nothing else. Yeah, but... If you can, that's an interesting point, though, handsome. That everybody's got a capable QB just about now, but a high-end quarterback is a difference maker. Russell Wilson. Do you think that uh, the Giants? Can you imagine a, a scenario where the 2019 Giants make a run at? Uh, I mean, what would be the price? Eli? Well, Eli's not. If, they, if the Giants were to no. trade for him, spaghetti. It would just be the first three picks they have in this draft, it and would- Eli Manning stays. Like, okay, hey, well, I mean, well, that would be too, it that, stinks w- because that couldn't they, happen. They gave him the $5 million roster bonus, but he, the, the Giants would just trade Seattle the sixth pick, the 17th pick, and the 37th pick for Russ. That would be the trade. 
that's like one of the trades I think Jason Lock and Four pointed out too. There's like two trade scenarios with the Giants. One actually involves Oakland. Oakland just give their first three picks all in the first round to Seattle. Uh, the Giants get Derek Carr, and then Oakland gets Russell Wilson. Giants pick at 37. The next year's first round pick. Those are the two he pointed out. Ooh. A lot of or, JLC. An, another one I saw too that Florio from Pro Football Talk said the Cardinals, if interest, like the Cardinals could just trade one for Russell Wilson if he's really truly on the block. Fun. That's what my. They're not going to trade him in the division. The Cardinals are not getting Russell. Probably Wilson. not. I can no. tell you that right now. That's my other hot take. I, I always say that, but then you hear stuff like you know when it when not push with comes the quarterback, not with the quarterback, not with Russell Wilson. If the Steelers would have traded, and it was apparently floated by Rosenhaus to Mister Big Chest, and considered at least briefly trade Antonio Brown to the Patriots, that would have been horrible. But at some point, if you want to move the guy, the Patriots aren't in the division. But they're the rival in the Right, games, but you don't you know. have to play that same guy twice a year. You don't have to see him across the line for me. I, I do think the Steelers and the Chargers could also be in the mix for Russell Wilson as well. For sure. Yeah. The Steelers, are, they got, you know, they're, the a, year, they're a year yeah. away from me. Yeah, the Steelers are definitely one of the teams. They're 100%. Absolutely. I, you are crazy. Dude. If you think the Steelers. That's the hot take of the second. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely, they're Tell definitely me what. involved. Says who? Says, says us. Says I, that's my point. That's the point I just made. The Steelers are not one of the twenty-eight, uh, one of the four or five clubs that don't need a quarterback. They're a year or two. Russell away. Wilson. At most, Ben Roethlisberger will. Russell not be Wilson is not better than Aaron Rodgers. Probably better, all things considered, than Tom Brady, given Brady's age. I'm just saying, who you would rather definitely have on your better team. than Ben Roethlisberger. As a player, and given that he has another 10 years left. Are you crazy to think that there's no way the Steelers will be interested? If the Steelers are looking ahead for a long term. I don't think they are. I think they're they're trying to be a player in 2019. I think they want to make a Super Russell Wilson would be, he has to learn the system. You're crazy. Well, listen, Roethlisberger doesn't have his contract yet How long do you think Ben Roethlisberger plays for? Two more years. So, so those two. So you'd rather just be happy for the next two years and then move on to Mason Rudolph or Josh Dobbs, or you? Or I know that you now like there are no Steelers players left, and you've defended like AB was your guy, and now he definitely isn't because he he's been mean to people. And Le'Veon Bell was the best running back since Barry Sanders, which are words you said on this show. I still like which are words you said on this show. And 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 now he's not on your team, and so you can't. So you're all like all your chips are on Ben Roethlisberger. He's retired. Retiring two years from now, at best, maybe one year, and you're telling me you wouldn't take Russell Wilson over him today if you had that opportunity um, to keep your to keep the the Steelers alive. I'm just trying to think, given years. given all those factors, you're, you I mean, there's there's something to what you're saying. Something. I, well, That's but the, but the other factor is you, you. What it assumes is now you're talking like NBA level three team deals where you're moving a name brand QB, whether it's uh, Eli or Derek Carr or Roethlisberger, that guy's got to move. You're not going to have yeah, right. that guy so, stick around yeah. if Russell Wilson And the problem with in. Roethlisberger is I think we know by now he's he's probably not your bridge quarterback. He's not that you don't bring him to Arizona, take him to Arizona and say, okay, Kyla, learn from Ben <laughs> for a couple him. of Learned years. Learn at his knee. He'll help you. Oh, Mason Rudolph said he was fine. The one, the one thing hurting the Steelers, too, is in the – the Seahawks have come out and said they only have four picks in this draft and they want to get way more picks. The two teams that do have a lot of picks, one being the Giants, one being Oakland. So I, I that's the one thing that probably does hurt the Steelers in this regard. They don't yeah, have I don't think it's going to happen to the sure. Steelers. I don't, Steelers but, let me be clear. I don't think the Steelers trade. are going to do it. But if you tell me that they're not one of the teams that would be interested, you're crazy. I'm telling you they're not one of the well, teams that's crazy. interested. They're you're just crazy. not going to do that unless, I'm not saying they would do unless it. behind the scenes. You can't rule them out. 
I've ruled them out, barring this, and it's a legitimate point, is if that behind the scenes, that Roethlisberger deal is still not done. And, uh, you know, it's quietly kind of keeps each week keeps going along when it was supposed to be done a while ago now. I don't know if there's some uh, some conflict there, then I guess I guess that could be. Anyhow, all right. I don't know if we if we actually asserted. That was a hot. T- I think I think I think we got. I think like hot over, enough. I think the temperature over the course of it was hot. It was like it, oh yeah. After did. a while, you'd be like, mm, this is too hot for me. It did it's not work when out. you first get in. It's not too hot, but then when when you're in for a while, you're like, okay, this is hot. Now. Thus ends another edition of Zaxville's Hot Takes presented by Zaxby's. And now let's get to stick around because the thick cast is on the other side of this. But right now, the longtime coach of the Jags and the Raiders and the USC star and a, a football playing star and uh, learned at the knee of Jimmy Johnson and Mike Ditka. So many great stories, so many great uh, uh, thoughts and predictions for what's about to happen in this draft from a man with a dynamite head of hair, Jack Del Rio. Dave. Dave. Well, you know this guy, if you've been watching football for, I don't know, the last three, four decades, I really think uh, not unlike they do the six degrees of uh, of Kevin Bacon, I think that if you're focused on pro football, you could do six degrees of Jack Del Rio, and it wouldn't <laughs> be very hard to connect to just about every name in the NFL. How are you, sir? Welcome to the DDFP. Uh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you. All right, let's jump into it. Let's cover. We have, we have a lot of ground to cover here. Like I say, you've hit a lot of uh, a lot of uh, football cities over the yeah, years yeah. there. 34 so, years playing and coaching. Well, excellent stuff. And, uh, you know, like I said, as you sat down here, I watched uh, watched you as a player and then watched you as a coach and uh, saw the teams. And uh, I, first question is, how does the Sean McVay influence strike you? It seems as though everybody – in the last three months has kind of seen the success of McVay with the Rams and said, we want to do that. And they've gone out and hired McVay doppelgangers to try and repeat that success. Exactly. Well, let me start by saying I, I did fly back from, uh, from Florida at one time with McVay and, uh, and we rode in first class. So oh. I, was, so I was together with him for a few hours. If anybody out there, you know, wants to hire a guy that's gone a couple hours on the plane with McVay. Oh, I see. I see. I, 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 you're sending a message to everyone out there. <laughs> come on. I don't know. They might be. I feel like most, oh, uh, most teams. You're like, where, of, where the hell is he going with that? Yeah, I was waiting to hear. I thought you were going to share another another gem no, about no, no. McVay's really, a genius because, no, you no. know him well enough. No, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he, some guys are natural leaders. He's a natural leader. Hmm. He's, he's not just an offensive mind. He's a natural leader, and that's what he's been able to do, go in there and inject passion into that program and uh, smart hire in, in, in Wade Phillips, get, bring a guy in that you can leave him alone on defense and let him do his thing, and, and, and you can take the offense and grow it. So he, it, it was very smart with, with, uh, with them going and getting him, and I, he's done a great job, but there are only so many of those guys. Yes, right. You don't just hire somebody who happened to know him. I hope you are the exception to that. But but otherwise, yes, just because you've come into contact with McVeigh does right, not imbue right. that guy with uh, it may, it may. offensive. I may have been infected at that time, and I may be I, I ready hope. to go now. This was a cross-country yeah. flight, after yeah. all, of course. Yeah, right. It wasn't uh, – um, but do you think that – because I've been told by guys who are who've spent a lot of time in pro football that there there will always be defensive coordinators 
especially given a full off season to try and to uh, adapt to what they have on film from the prior season, will figure things out. Do you think that Belichick, in fact, already figured that out uh, in the in the Super Bowl? And will everybody copycat what the Patriots did to slow down? Well, them? a couple a couple teams slowed them down. If you look at what Fangio did with the Bears defense, they slowed them down. Mm-hmm. If you look at what uh, Belichick did with the Patriot defense, they slowed them down. So there, there's the ebb and flow. You know, there's, there'll be more innovation. There'll be subtle changes, I'm sure, to their system. But, um, uh, he, he, you know, he's done a good job with it. But they, it's always, um, you know, offense gets ahead, defense catches up, defense gets ahead. You know, it, all, it always goes back and forth. It's cyclical. And uh, that's, that's the biggest way to look at it. So, in other words, you are a defensive guru now. I'm an, I'm an offensive guru. But now Remember, you also I, know offense. I spent offense. a few hours with McVay. That's what I'm saying. Remember, You're yeah. the total package, right, right, Del Rio. Right, right. Jack the river. Jack of the river, right? right. Exactly right. Is that all right to call I, you that? Is that too so familiar? You, you, I answer to a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ask my wife. But let me, let me just tell you that, uh, you know, it is uh, a treat being on here. Uh-huh. And... Uh, uh, I look forward to uh, seeing what else you have for me today. All right, here's my next question all for right. you. Greatest Jacksonville Jaguar running back of all time. Who? You coached some good ones. Yeah, well, there are two right there. Uh, Who? I, well, the one I drafted, I, I, I'm very special to, you know, or very special to me, and that is uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. Oh, really? All right. So yeah, but, He's special to me, too. His jersey hangs right. on our wall so, of fame here. I fell in love with him. We were. I was in the uh, – I was at the uh, combine, mm-hmm. and I'm watching this explosive guy on the field, and I'm like, "We have to get this guy. We got to find a way to get this guy." We got him in the second round. Mm-hmm. Great player for us. But I got to tell you, I got I have to give a shout out, even though I'm going to go with MJ, MJD uh, over him, but Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor's a beast. I mean, he was really good. I got him toward the tail end. Of his career. That's really where he uh-huh. started. Uh, w- w- the knock on him for the early part, I don't have to tell you, was that uh, if he only could stay healthy yeah, a little injuries. bit. But then towards the tail end of his career, he was on the field all the time because in part he of was. Uh, We had him on the field at the same time, both those guys. And we ran all over people. So uh, uh, both those guys are special. Isn't it time to get back to that? Isn't it time to put two threats on the field at one time in the backfield like that? Because no, no, they weren't on the field at the same time very often. Uh. They weren't. But we... Uh, uh, very little of that, but we, you know, we did utilize uh, the one-two punch and uh, got a lot of juice out of them. Now, I don't want to bring up a sore spot. Maurice will be very flattered by your kind yeah. words. Go however, ahead. go ahead. However, Maurice has recounted for me on more than one occasion his his melodrama of a draft experience. Mm-hmm. Tony Dungy said, "Stay on, keep your phone line free. I'm about to call you back. We're about to draft you. We, we want you. I personally want you." Dungy never even called Maurice back. By the time Jack Del Rio picked up the phone, according to Maurice, mm-hmm. he wasn't even happy to get the call. What do you remember <laughs> from that? He said, fine, coach, I'll, yeah. I'll show up. Whatever. I don't uh, care. I don't remember that. Uh, everybody has their own experience, right, from their perspective. So I, I did not share in that. I was, uh, I was excited to add him. Uh, by the way, if we're talking about Maurice, mm-hmm. you still owe me a breakfast, Okay. USC beat UCLA. You owe me a breakfast, so I'm waiting. Oh, I was assuming he ate your breakfast. All right. He's done that to me. He's he's eating. Oh, he'll food. do that. No, I see. I've seen. He's, he's eating food. He's got he's got a little bigger since he played for me. <laughs> I didn't say it, but I will tell you, I was in a restaurant with him once, and he finished his food, and then before I knew it, my yeah. food was off my plate. And I'm an eater too. He didn't he didn't get as puffy as he is by. <laughs> 
by uh, pushing away his plate. I have nothing to do with this conversation, <laughs> Maurice. That's him. Uh huh. You're he, the guy who you always talk so nicely about. You Jack know I Del love Rio. you. You know I love you. <laughs> Best USC linebacker ever. Carl Banks. Oh, I was wondering if you would go with uh, 55 Willie McGinnis or Jack Del Rio. You well, Willie, if I was trying to suck up, I would have went with Willie because obviously he's here at the NFL Network. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, Carl Banks, who uh, who I played one year with, he was just an unbelievable football player. What's going on there? Do you keep your eye, I assume, on uh, what's going on at USC and what's been uh, a pretty disappointing stretch here over the last few years? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think last year was disappointing. You know, Clay came in, had had a pretty good run the first couple of years. So, I, you know, I'm I'm hoping he gets it going again this year. I mean, I, I love to see the program doing well. And um, hopefully, you know, they, they, they stuck with him this year, which I think was the right call. Um, unless they were going to hire me, and they, and they weren't going to hire me. So I think it was the right call, and uh, and I'm pulling for Clay. I think he'll get it done. Well, you have a Super Bowl ring. You've had a lot of success both at college, as a player, as a uh, as a coach as well. Um, how what you always hear people talk about? It's the losses that stick with you more than the victories do. Is that true for you? Do you look back on specifically 2016 and the Oakland Raiders and what appeared to be a team headed towards the Super Bowl? Does that do you think about that? No, you don't. You've moved no. on from that. No, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I don't dwell on the negative. Uh, life has been great, hmm. and uh, there's a lot more in front of me to continue to enjoy. But um, no, no. I, I, to me. Um, you know, that was a year where, you know, we started out coming out of camp, uh, Donald Penn holding out, ugly holdout. Um, that just, that year never got going. We didn't have the same type of, we had a core of special teams guys. We lost about five core guys off our special teams units. And these were, these were like, like the fabric of our roster. They weren't the stars, but they were really good players. And, um, and we, and we lost those guys and, uh, you know, decided it wasn't doable to sign them to bring them back. So we, you know, spent the money, gave Donald Penn an extension that he probably didn't deserve, uh, went out and got Marsh on. You know, he really didn't impact us uh, in a significant way. I mean, mm-hmm. um, the way the way we hoped, you know, we, ho- we hoped he would give us a, a, a jolt in the running game, and it never – I mean, he was okay, and, and we were just okay. And, and it was that kind of year, but – uh, what we had done the year before is put the Raiders back on the map. Well, that's why well, I, I guess yeah. I got my year wrong. I'm thinking then a 2015 when, when Derek goes down yeah. uh, at, right at the tail end right yeah. before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. and maybe I got my years mixed up. 15, 16, 17 right. is when I was there. Uh, so 17 was a disappointing year that I was just talking about. Okay. 16 was a magical year because yeah. we had incredible buy-in. Uh, we became a true team. We had done the previous year, we had kind of learned how to be – um, accountable, how we'd uh, be selfless. Guys were all on board, and um, and 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 Derek, we were we were magical at the end of games, stealing games. You know, mm-hmm. we maybe shouldn't have, and uh, Derek was awesome. And uh, our our offense was exciting. Our defense was opportunistic. We got a lot of turnovers that helped, and we had that kind of year where we would have been dangerous. And then on Christmas Eve. All right, the Grinch came and stole Christmas. I mean, I, God, I, 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 it's I, unbelievable. I it mean, really was heartbreaking oh. because in the moment you could see on Derek's face the way he just sort of plaintively yeah. looked up and I assume at you. It's broke. And just said, That's it's a, broke. Yeah, right. it's broke. It's broke, I know. I know. It was It was sad. So, yeah, that was a sad finish to, it, to what was 
uh, a, a great a great year. And as far as Derek goes, I don't know. You you do not hold on to the past. You say it seems right. as though their new wide receiver is clinging a little bit too much to what happened and pointing fingers back to Pittsburgh. Um, and and it seems to me that. 2019 is less about Antonio Brown than it is about Derek Carr, unless the Raiders go and do something to to get Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins or somebody like that. Or I Drew Locke, oh, right? Who, who they coached at the Senior Bowl? Interesting. Ooh, that I mean that that comes into play if they don't. If they, if they slipped and fell in love, it'd be right there. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I doubt. I, I you know it could happen, but anything's possible. I mean, John's shown he'll do whatever the heck he thinks he wants to. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to me, are they going to draft Kyler, um, and put him under center? Cause John likes to run a lot of traditional under center offense. So, um, I, I don't see them doing that. I think Kyler needs to be in the shotgun all the time. Now that, that would shock me if he went there, but. Well, do you, because the narrative has changed a little bit. It was only a couple of years ago that Derek was in line to be the MVP maybe. Right. Um, now all of a sudden, you know, Gruden's looking in one direction. From what I understand, Mayock may be intrigued by some other arms versus Kyler Murray. Either way, the the um, it, it feels like Drew Lock's the one. Lock. I'm just going to throw it out there. If it happens, it's going to be Drew Lock. That's my guess. Oh, you heard it here first, everybody, because oh. I my intel is, and you, I think Jack Del Rio maybe knows better than Damashek does. I've heard that it's Dwayne Haskins that uh, Mayock fancies, okay. but you, but like I say. Well, Mayock, Mayock, who knows, Mayock, but Mayock's, oh, not, I see. Mayock's not running the show. Uh-huh. John's running the show. So, you know, now Mayock should be listened to because Mayock is highly intelligent, been following these players. Uh, I think that was a great hire. Mm-hmm. I think I think Mike, I think he does a tremendous job. I think he's very intelligent and he has a lot of sources in, in in the football world. And I think I think that's going to serve them very well to have him in charge okay, with let, all those picks they have. Let's say it's Kyler or Locke or Haskins, or do you stay with the incumbent if it's Jack Del Rio? Do you like Derek Carr under center for the 2019 Raiders? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I, I like Derek. I know what I can do with Derek. Um, I would have to know more about the quarterbacks. And I'm not sitting on the fence on you. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, I'd have to know more about those quarterbacks other than the TV scouting that I've done mm-hmm. before I were to do something like that. I think Derek can play. I think he can win with Derek. Um, we, we proved that. We won 12 games with Derek. So, um, but it just depends. They had a year with him. And the question will be, do they give him one more year or do they pull the plug already? Well, that's what's they, they know how they feel about their quarterback. So how we're going to find out what they really feel about their quarterback. If yeah, they, I guess they could get through 2019. They're still yeah, if you, some if you're good arms through, you way. might as well get on. If you if that's what you're doing, you think you're just getting through or maybe they give them a year to prove it. I don't know, but uh, to me they had one. Um, it, they should know by now. What would you do because you've been around, but there've been a lot of uh, it's interesting that I've talked with a few people who who've said to me that in the 21st century the thing that a lot of um old school franchises don't really know how to handle is the rise of social media. And you can maybe point to on some level that individuals using their cell phones during practice, otherwise making it about me and how do we manage that as an organization and limit that or allow it uh, to some degree. It feels to me like some of the Antonio Brown stuff is owed to social media use. What would you be saying right now to Antonio Brown who is sending volleys back to former teammates and blaming them? For- yeah, I see. 
fortunately, I don't have to worry about that. That's not my, I can be entertained. So <laughs> I'm actually entertained and I can't wait to see how John handles that. And I can't wait to see if the first month it doesn't go the way Antonio wants and he lashes out uh, at the Raiders or at John. I can't wait to see what kind of face John makes after that happens. You know, it's like that's that's theater. That's fun. That's so I'm going to be a fan and just enjoy it. Um, Fist bump, Jack Del Rio. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that because yeah. you know what? I say the same thing. The same people, or at least some of the same people, who celebrate WrestleMania and they love the storylines and everything else yeah. are bent out of shape about Antonio Brown poking it. Well, it's, it, he's, and all gone, that. he's gone where you shouldn't go. I get it. I get it. He but it, isn't it kind of, isn't that what we enjoy? Oh, it's fun. We it's like fun. the narrative. Get the popcorn. <laughs> Are you one of yeah. these guys, even though you moved around, it's interesting because you played for a bunch of teams, you coached mm-hmm. with a bunch of teams, you're not then, you don't abide si- by some code of of um, we're all on the same team kind of vibe. It seems like 21st century players with the, with the impact of free agency these days, it's more about, hey, we're all players, we have to take care of each other. But to the fan, we want you to dislike each other. If you're on the Raiders, you have to hate every guy on the Chiefs. Right. We don't like this jersey exchange on the field. Do that privately. Right. Don't do that uh, publicly. Yeah, that's, right? old, that's old school thinking. Right or no? Right. I- it's old school thinking. I mean, that's just not where today's athletes are. So that might be a part that you just don't, you know, it's like in college for the most part, you don't move around. A little bit a little bit more now mm-hmm. than ever. But, you know, so you have those, those loyal – followings, you know, where you don't, you don't want to have the wrong color on on game day, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's different in the NFL. The NFL is a business, and I think the players understand that more and more, uh, that they could be gone tomorrow. Look how many rosters turn over. How, how many players are in Oakland? All right, I was last there in 17. Mm-hmm. We're only, crazy. We're, we're only in crazy. 19. Right. How many players are still there? I don't, I don't even know the answer, but well, it's not many. It's less than 10. It might be less than five. This is legitimately, I don't want to make too big a deal out of this, but I feel like this is a little bit of a gathering storm where we sit now. Mm -hmm. As the players become more and more in that, uh, uh, adopt that mindset. The fans, of course, still only root for a team. They they like the team. And like I always say. A lot of fantasy, a lot of fantasy players out there, but go ahead. You know what? That's a good point you made. You're one step ahead of me. Every uh, every question I ask, and I don't think I care for that, Jack Del Rio. (laughs) Nevertheless, I do think, I always say when people, People give me trouble about I'm a Steelers guy. And so I say we and us, we yeah. need to do this yeah. or we need to do that. You're not on the team. Listen, I've been rooting for that team for decades now. I've, I, I care more about the fate of that team than the guy who got drafted three months ago does. Right. I'm allowed to uh, to do that. But I think that the uh, what we need to do is, you know, how WWE has its writers. We need we need somebody like me, maybe somebody like you. Maybe you and I could team up and we could tell people the right things to say. Like we hate all the Broncos, you know, like mean spirited stuff. <laughs> against your division rivals. We need some of that heat, don't we? No, you don't need that. We don't need that. Uh, you don't need this. It's all pure. Just let it happen. Ah, it's so fun, let it happen. Though. Let it happen organically. You know, that's, that's, too, that's too contrived. That's one step too far. Yeah, yeah, I think you're crossing the line there. Tell me about the uh, chopping wood. What about it? I like to talk about, you know, coming up with little bits and stuff like that. Yeah. That was it. I, I, Maurice tells me about that as well. Right. Uh, he told me about what went what, on there. there. There are two things I learned from that uh, particular incident. One, that uh, place kickers and punters have too much time on their hands. Okay? <laughs> All right. Two, never, never allow 
a third string tight end, okay? Never allow him into the locker room with a sharpening knife or a sharpening blade. Is that what happened? Yes. He he's ah, like I can mystery. he's like I can make this thing so sharp that I can drop a piece of paper on it and it just shred it and he did. That's how sharp <laughs> he had it. The problem was when Chris Hansen took it and went through it went through right through and came and damn near chopped his own leg off. I mean, it was, well, not that bad, but it sheesh, was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, so that was. Were there some guilty? That was knights? one that went a little too were, far. Were there guilty great idea. For you? Keep chopping. It was a great idea. Jack of the River went one step too far yeah. on that day. I learned a lesson. <laughs> so did Chris Hansen. Um, oh, yeah. What do you? What are your? He was, he was an accident-prone guy. Now, Chris is the kind of guy that would run out of bounds, mm-hmm. and he he was the only guy I ever saw that would run into the bench. Like most people, <laughs> slow down. Most people slow down. You. you know, you're going out of bounds. Like, oh, put the brakes on. Okay, you know, no, he would run right into the bench full speed. It's like, dude, you know, break break sign break. I hear you. All right. That was a great anecdote right there. Now, a couple more before we wrap it up here. Tell me, like I say, you're connected to everybody. So many legends, uh, a legend yourself here in Southern California. Jimmy Johnson, what was uh, what was that fellow like to, to be playing with as the Cowboys rose up in the early 90s? You were- Jimmy was awesome. Was he? I love playing for Jimmy. Because? Because he reminded me what I loved about football of the competing, the demand. You know, I was kind of cutting corners first few years of my career. And, and Jimmy, you know, he caught me one day. I was like 30 seconds late for, for work. And uh, he was just sitting there and he's, just, and he's like, I've been watching you. You've been cutting corners. And it finally caught you today, didn't it? He said, because you've been walking in, breezing in here, you know, 30 seconds before we get started. And I'm watching you and I'm, see, I'm watching this. And he's like, there's no cutting corners here. You better mm. get you better get your blankety blank going again. And I was like, and I and I kind of like a light went off, and I started competing my butt off, and I won a starting job and continued playing there at a high level. And um, I credit him. Now years later, okay, uh, I'm down in the, with the Miami Dolphins, and he wants me to be his linebacker. Okay, all right, I'm I'm close to hanging him up. All right. He talks to me. Come on down. You're going to be my guy. Then he drafted Zach Thomas. Hmm. So one one Sunday after a, a preseason game, I get a call. It's Jimmy. And my wife's like, why, why is he calling? I said, I don't know. Maybe he wants to make me a captain. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so I drive down to the stadium and I look. And when I come in, there he is with tears, you know, kind of welled up. Huh. And I'm like, uh-oh. That's not a good look. Of course, he let me go. So that's nice, though, so, that he got choked up. That's how much he cared about. No, him. no, no, no. He told oh. me I was his guy. Anyway, anyway, I moved my whole family down there. All right. So, <laughs> no but rather than get mad, rather than get mad and carry on, you am you, you blankety blank blank blank. I just thanked him for the opportunity and went about my business. Well, three years later, I got an interview with Wayne Weaver of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or four years, four years later. All right. Jimmy Johnson suggested that he talk with me. In that interview, I became the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just four years after playing hmm. that last time. So lesson the lesson to be learned for those out there that are following is uh, do the right thing. Because world's a circle. 
and things come back around. It's so right. Yeah. Isn't that right? You want, yeah, you think, you know, you, you have these these. You think he would have said anything? If I, if I would have got up and grabbed him by his collar, you think he would have recommended me? Yeah, I don't think he would have Probably been hired not. by the Jags. That's a fascinating tale. Do you yeah. think Jimmy Johnson would be sort of the perfect guy to manage? At, I mean, obviously plenty successful, and I suspect that uh, if he and Jair don't have their falling out, that that team probably wins Couple more. four or five Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. But as it is, is he sort of the, the perfect, did did he have the perfect approach back in the early nineties for the for twenty nineteen in this era now Absolutely. where you have big big star type guys? You can't do anymore what he did back then because the players were worked too hard. To, you know. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, in in their opinion, not Jimmy didn't think they worked hard enough. But it, you know, we he worked that off season program was a development off season. I mean, you were really de- you were developing power, you were developing conditioning, you were developing mental grit. It, it, all those things. Running 110s, you know, the whole I mean, it was, you know, for time um Jimmy really knew how to drive a team. And there were were, were there different rules? I mean, that's yeah. uh, you know, people always say it that. made so. the rules now because of what he was And were doing. you and were you then miffed as somebody who was not on the uh, good side of the rules of the easy rules? I wasn't. I wasn't miffed. To me, you, you know, you adapt, you adopt, you become, you know, relevant for today's times, and you, hmm. you do what you can. So I, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time worrying about that. All right, and we got to wrap. I was, see. We didn't even get to Ditka, and I wanted. I love Ditka. My all-time favorite. Yeah, he's the one that gave my start with a handshake. He didn't have the perm at the time. No perm. Because the perm was a weird look. You're, you're, you've got a great head of hair. You yeah, know, I still have my hair. I'm pretty happy. I about see that. that. I, I just yeah. complimented yeah, you. I'm, I'm pretty... not talking about uh, ten years ago. I'm talking about right no, now. Right you got now, nice I'm still, hair. still hanging in there. Yeah, got that. See, I like the silver too. That looks nice. Just a little touch. Very nice. But Iron Mike, I just want to finish with. Okay, this please. Because Iron Mike, he gave me a chance with a handshake. I left a note for him with my number. He called, asked me to come in. I went in. He offered me a deal. He said, I don't know what I can pay you, but I get it. He stuck his big paw out, and I jumped on that thing, and uh, and here I am, 34 years later. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great story to end on. Uh, I will jam in my story. My mother grew up in the same neighborhood with him uh-huh. and uh, in uh, Aliquippa, PA, and she wasn't allowed to play with him and his brother because they used to pull down girls' underpants. Uh-huh. <laughs> and later I asked Ditka about that, and he said, yeah, that yeah. sounds like me. Yeah, that's true. He said, that sounds like me. Hey, enough about Ditka. Uh, great stuff, though, from uh, Jack Del Rio. We hope to see you land in pro football, maybe USC. Could do a lot worse. You and Willie McGinnis, that'd be nice. You could, he could be the DC or something like that. You never know. All right, Jack Del Rio, everybody. Thanks so right. much. Thanks, Dave. You're listening to David Damashek. All right. I mean, all that stuff was great. Handsome Drew Locke, maybe. Mm. I could see it. He, right. he like he's like you know when John Gruden used to on a on I don't remember what network that was on, but he used to do a sort of pre-draft quarterback mm-hmm. coach. Thing. I do recall that. I feel like Drew Locke would have been one of the guys that he'd have really got excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with so that it big makes, arm, with a big arm, and like he's a big, tall. You know, here's a little bit of a hot take too. 
what if Antonio Brown, I float the idea for my own amusement, if nothing else, but I also think he'd be a practical fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers to replace Antonio Brown, Hollywood Marquise Brown, his cousin, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown's cousin. And it would be funny with the Brown on the back of the jersey. Just roll it out. A- and Brown 80, 84. And 84. And then Pretend every, all, nothing happened. Then all the people back in Pittsburgh who burn their jerseys would feel uh, like heels as they go to the store and, and try and buy a new one, all that kind of stuff. But the other side of that is, you know, Al Davis, what he would have loved is Marquise uh, Brown in this draft. Yep. Just the, the high end burning speed like that, along with big, nar- big arm Derek Carr. That also is intriguing. And also, A.B., it feels like all of a sudden could use a little goodwill, uh, you know, like uh, him, some opportunity to show him good guy ended it up with a teammate. Well, that certainly would happen if it, was, if it was a family member, right? right. If he's going to be cool with anybody getting targets that isn't him, you would think it would be Marquise Brown. But you said Carr. I mean, maybe that. Maybe that. You can still get Locke and Brown with the Raiders. Num- the the number. Yeah, they could. Of, yeah. So right. then you, it can be Locke, Brown, and Brown. I wouldn't be surprised then, if we see then, that go down. And then the Carr family um, maybe are taking their show on the road to Washington. Hmm. Boy, I can't. This is really it's exciting. exciting. It's just like we're not just. Oh, speculating. you got Russell Wilson in in Pittsburgh. I mean, everything's everything's coming together. Wait, I thought Eli was the quarterback for the Steelers, based on your three tra- your three team. I don't. I, I can't even keep it straight anymore. Let's get to it. We can have that conversation at a later date. I don't want to wait another minute. Yes. What do you? Oh, we, look, we can't leave this room, Dave. You're right. I know. I realize it's time for the thick cast, and I know you've got a hard out in ten minutes. But in in um. This is the last time we could talk, possibly talk, before Game of Thrones. Started. I know, dude. And you people want me loved, at the last. So I spent just quickly. I I had a um a twelve hour flight last week. Mm-hmm. I revised for like you would for an exam. I watched all of season six, all of season seven of Game of Thrones. I think I know what's going on. Do you really? I really did. I and I wanted, pre- I needed those moments to, do I send, to get myself together. Do I send, much like the ears, and by the way, we didn't cover the ears thing, Handsome. I don't know if you guys saw them. You and Spaghetti saw as many as I oh, did. Oh, we saw so many ears. Thank you, guys. Handsome called out for ears about I a did. fortnight ago to yeah. prove that you were actually listening at the very end of the show. Thank you for the and ears, the amount everyone. of ears we got was It was crazy. It was weird to I'm get, still getting ears now, actually. It was weird that I got that, to, to find myself vaguely emotional. About yeah. people sending me pictures of cartoon ears. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's really touching. It another is touching. Ear. Those got guys, another listen, ear. they listened all the way through our nonsense about Game of Thrones. Now, give us your uh, theory. I don't have a theory. Oh, I, I just, thought you just said I'm you saying, know what's going on. Well, oh, I know you, what's you're going on. I, like, I actually know what everyone's trying to do, where everyone is, when they left off. I'm, I feel like, you know, if you do that, all, it was a very intense um, program that I did where I, re- I watched them all back to back to back to whatever. And I really, you know, I know where everyone is going. I know what they're doing. I know who's with sided with who. What I hadn't caught at the end of the last one, and this might be news to everyone else, certainly will be to you. Cersei basically ran off her brother. She was like, no, I love her. I love her. Both are brothers, she's but now, she also she's now she also refused Theon. to kill them. Theon both. is is uh, is is now on Team Cersei, and and I think that old. Um, uh, Iron Hand is is heading up to go help um, Danny and 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 that team. Which one is he? You know, um, the black. Know, wait, her brother, Jamie. Jamie. Oh, Jamie, Jamie Lannister. I thought, oh, Iron Hand. I thought you were talking far. about the guy who has the <laughs> Iron Islands guy. Jamie. They're, Jamie's headed. The kooky guy. He's he's dead. He's dead. Yeah, the Iron Islands guy. 
Well, no, the uncle he killed the he killed. No, the, I know, but yeah, Balin Greyjoy. Theon. Yeah, can I tell Balin you? Balin Greyjoy has been he's perished for a while. Theon though is his Theon. is his is the one who's now in bed and he'd like to be I in want, bed with. Cersei. I update for you, handsome. Yes, I thought I I decided. Well, let's rewatch. Let's watch right. the last season. We're not going to get through all yeah. every every season, but we can get through the full final. Yeah. Uh, so I did six and seven. So we went we we went to watch and we started watching seven. And okay, I remember this. And okay, now I'm in. And uh, right at the end, when the dragon comes and uh, the bad dragon comes and he, uh, mm-hmm. he he lasers the wall down, I realized then and only then, like, oh, we've been watching the finale. We haven't watched the whole season at all. I had no oh. idea where, where, where we were. <laughs> okay. In the well, at least, already. I mean, that's better than nothing. Yeah. So at least I, I'm up to speed on that, yeah. but I still am not really clear who anybody is. I still don't fully. I, see, I'm not like if I, I think I timed it exactly right because because I think I'll I'll be able to maintain the and, memories I have all the way through. The and next. Lannister. So it's, Jamie and Cersei, you know, they, they like had to, an argument. You, they like in that be, case, you watched it. They like to be nude together on occasion. Yep. Which is sometimes which is considered inappropriate in some societies for a brother and sister. And then Jon Snow and Daenerys, mother of dragons, also take their clothes off with each other. Yes. And th- it turns out they're brother and sister, right? Well, or they related. don't know that yet. The difference is, so, the difference mean- is that, <laughs> oh, that, that um, Cersei and Jaime are well aware of their family Ignorance situation. Ignorance isn't an excuse. And that doesn't seem to be a problem. In fact, Cersei's now embraced it quite a lot. Whereas um, jo- I have a feeling that um, Jon Snow and Daenerys are going to be slightly tortured by the fact that they've been um, doing things that brothers and sisters definitely shouldn't. No. That, okay, so you've put your foot down. No one wants you. I don't think I personally, I don't think you should do that. Okay. That's a good time. Now the football and pop culture conversation has ended for the DDFP. Here it is. Everybody, the debut of the thick cost. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and eat a salad while you guys do it. Here it is again, everybody. The thick cost. All right, Hank. Hey, Eddie. I came up with a couple topics for the first one. Uh, the I like I like the, the list of topics you got. Yeah, here. the first well, the first two kind of go hand in hand. So I just had friends visit. I'm mm-hmm. sure you have friends and and family. Yeah, and when thank they, you. And I do they, have yeah, friends I, and family. I know. I figured that. And then when they when they come here and you want to show like like oh what's does something? chewing does incessant chewing of food add to it the helps, yeah, it I think it does. It's actually yeah. the, the the laughter track the equivalent of a laughter track for the thick cost okay. is you okay. eating. And I like track. that. I really see that's selling the brand. Yeah. I'm sorry for my interruption. No, that's perfect. Yeah. When when they come here and they're like oh I want something LA something local where like what do you bring them what do you what do you hmm. what do you like give them like what's the taste of it is it is it seafood is it tacos is it um like i know there's a couple famous chicken and waffles places a lot of great jewish delis here what's the place you're like oh this is la food this you have to try this that is a great question eddie i think it's tacos what was where i would normally go that's what i would go for i did you know there are a couple of like my favorite places which aren't necessarily specifically la but they're they're great food in la that i'll take people to there's a there's a little joint down uh, near where i live um in a place called playa del rey that has, I believe, what the best burger I've ever eaten. What's in my it life. called? Really? Uh, it's called Triple. It's a little um, like Belgian beer bar, but oh. then it also has huh. great food in there. And the burgers in there, they have a burger which is made from duck confit, um, truffle, and something else. And you can literally only eat it once every six months because you feel so full and like you've eaten the best thing in the world, but also at the same time, the most filling thing in the world that you can't do it more often than that. And I am, I, I reckon I am 
and the fact that I'm drooling while talking about this just reinforces it. My six month hiatus is oh, that I sounds need to, divine. I need to have one soon, Eddie. Maybe we should go do I, it. I would love. It's to an amazing, there. amazing hamburger. So then you. You rate how I did. I brought I brought my group to I brought them to Barney's Beanery once mm-hmm. because it's an LA stable. There's a bunch yep. of them all around. I brought them to uh, Verse Kusha downtown. Yep, did the, I love that place. Got some wieners there. I got. I tell you what's almost better than the wieners down there is the double duck fat um, chi- uh, French fries. The French oh the French fries are so they're, good. They they are cooked in duck fat, oh. so they're just a little fattier and a little crisper, and I think they're twice fried. Yeah, or something. Th- there's a nice brown crisp, and then you could oh, you get two different so sauces: did pesto mayo, chipotle. You get two different sauces if you're if you're an amateur at this game. If right. you're a professional, you go and you say, "I'd like to pay extra for all seven of the different sauces." How about you know what? And you guys need the, to have like the, a branded the, the curry ketchup, David. You, you're right. I'm interrupting. I'm just trying to help you guys. I think that there's something with like, it keeps coming up now. Two uh, conversations and duck keeps coming up. You know, endangered sure. species because of <laughs> why ass. Not I had the duck, the duck and bacon sausage at mm-hmm. First Kush is probably the best tasting one. Yep. I went for the rabbit rattlesnake one. It's a little bit more gamey, a little it, spicier. It, you know what? The thing about that is, I feel like that's a you know you and I don't disagree with you. I've tried it, but you're buying the name. Yes. You're buying the You're fact. Right. Oh, hey, hey, guess what, guys? I ate rattlesnake today. No one cares. Get yourself the the the, the Italian hot. Get yourself the kielbasa. That's that's. Those are the better sausages. Right. Yeah, they're not exciting. There's nothing sexy about telling people you ate an Italian hot wiener, but at the same time, um, they're better than the rattlesnake. It's such a 21st century loser yeah. guy thing yeah. that, that is the sort of thing that I do all the time. It's like our forefathers ki- killed rattlesnakes with their bare hands to keep them and their family safe. We, I eat a, a rattlesnake uh, wiener, right. and I think I'm tough. Exactly. For you, it's great for your Instagram stories, Dave. I get it. That's what that's. I'm sorry, I'm that's laying out. Focus. You're right. That's your focus. It's for your Instagram stories, but for us, like when we're real foodies, like um, and you know, plainly, and I, look at the two of you. Food I never, volume. I never well. had that one before, so I'm glad I tried the rattlesnake yes. rabbit, but I probably won't go back to it. And the the one last place that I brought uh, my friends to was was K Town for some Korean barbecue because I mm. feel like it's the you know K Town is a huge section of Los Angeles. You have the, some of the best food there. Um, and my friends never been to it. Never really didn't really know what goes on there i'm like it's great it's kind of like a dinner slash activity because you're sitting down and you're basically cooking your own food and i found a place 22 dollars, all you could eat i'm gonna write this down where it's did called, you go it's on uh it's it's called road to seoul and it's, that's called seoul seoul right yeah. i just I, I pronounce all the vowels but uh <laughs> but they uh 22 dollars to walk right no reservation walk right in on a monday watch the national championship game we just Three, you get three meats per round. You pick them. They give you the whole tray of just raw meat. They kind of give you scissors. They give you the little, um, like the pincers to drop it down there. You cut up the meat, throw it on there. All different kind of sauces. You have the kimchi. You have uh, the pickled like cabbage. You have all this different stuff. Some but trick. So that, some well, trick that they convinced everybody that it's a that it's a great treat and you should pay extra money so you can make the food. Yeah, hold stuff. on a second. What are they doing for you? Just delivering the food. That's to it. Cook. And then they still want their tip. They bring it to you, but then they see if you're cooking it like poorly they'll yeah i want i want some help help. yeah they're very friendly at some point as well i'm i'm gonna slip into a food coma and i still want to be fed or contract salmonella myself yeah exactly. no they they know if you're doing it wrong so like i mean we had put different types of pork bellies the the beef Mm. brisket beef ribs short all this kind of stuff just thrown on the grill and they come they change the grill for you to give you a nice fresh grill each time nice i 
And then you, you have a couple adult beverages with that. Oh, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. That's my, that's my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing uh, to do is to listen to you talk about when you eat food. And when you get as passionate as this, the, my favorite next question to ask is, how much of this did you eat, Eddie? Like, what, how many rounds of, of, we had, of meats did they deliver to you? We 20s, had, it was 30s? Only, it was three of us. And um, I we had so three meats per round. I think we had five rounds. So we had, we had like uh-huh. 15 different... That's that's Roots. less than I thought. I feel like you have maybe oh, you you just mentioned that it was twenty two dollars for all you can. Yeah. Eat. I reckon there are probably five or six establishment establishments in LA that you've been banned for. They were like, this is not a good investment. Twenty two, but like if you see this guy come in, tell him the price just went up it goes, to thirty two. There are different levels of like how much you could pay. There's a twenty five dollar one. There's a thirty something. What? So one. what am I getting? What's extra? You get better quality meat. There's like the fancier meats. You, you were all we about the volume. Yeah, we quality. didn't really want the full steaks. We just kind of wanted to get like the basic stuff that you know is good. It's going to deliver each time. So that was uh, that was. Monday I think night. this has been a great first go round. <laughs> I have to go. I have to. I have to. <laughs> no one asked you to stay. Oh, okay. Then I'll go. Okay. No, so but that's we like it, it were... when you're here. We have, I like we it too, but I have to go. Around. I have to. I, I actually have to get up and leave right now. I'm I'm late for a meeting. You guys keep on talking to your heart's content. I have one philosophical question for you. When you get a lot of food <clears throat> and you realize, oh, we overordered at a place like a Korean barbecue where it's strips of raw meat, sure. obviously you don't say, yeah, just put that in a doggy bag and we'll take that home. Do you feel that it's incumbent on you to eat every morsel of food or be like, I'm stuffed and I'm not Annie Mall, so to. I'm going to leave some back. You, you have, have to see, eat it you all. Have you to, have, you have to, but they charge you. I was in China last week. I actually went to the country of China, went to Shanghai, and um, it is rude to finish your food. If you finish the food, um, the impression that your hosts get is that they didn't feed you enough. So we went, I don't like we had dinner, like we had dinner, um, we were hosted for dinner and there was a 12 course dinner and there were some things you've never eaten before. I had pigeon soup. Have you ever had pigeon soup? No, and I wouldn't want to. Had fish eyes. Yeah. Oh no. All kinds of stuff. Now there were some things I was willing not to finish. And this was but, when uh, Dr. Jones and, uh, and company it was that kind of thing, exactly. go to they, just eat the they, grossest they, they foods They cut open possible. a pregnant snake and lots of babies slither out. Um, <laughs> I, but when, but I, what, I, what I wasn't clear on is, do I, am I supposed to not finish every single one of the courses? Or can I just not finish the ones that I didn't want to finish anyway? Because there were some that were delicious. And I was like, I want to finish it, but I, didn't, I wasn't clear on whether I could finish it or not. I well, some of those places they charge you. So in my head, I'm like, I have to, I have to finish them because I, I ordered it. I feel irresponsible if I don't finish my plate. Plus, it's like a sign of weakness. Yes, I, I want to make sure. Yeah, I yeah eat all you my don't want to be the, especially if you're uh, with a group of friends. You don't want to be the one that didn't. You've got a reputation to uphold. I, I, exactly. So I, I'm doing my best to eat as much as possible, and then I will deal with the pain after. So I'm the kind of person to eat as fast. I also eat very fast. I eat too fast. I'm like my brain doesn't process. Exactly how much, how much you've eaten. eaten. So I eat like I, it, it's it. almost uncomfortable that everyone else is like slowly eating their food, and like the waiter comes back like, "Oh, how is everything?" They like, they check on you like right. mid, what's what's supposed to be mid meal, right? And then my finished. my plate's empty, and they're like, "Oh, that oh you were hungry?" It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but was, then that's yeah. the moment to order more, right? And I think I might have to start doing the double. That's order. why. See, <laughs> I see. Uh, there are some people who will say um, that they don't like the idea of of getting sharing plates, but they, uh, you know, they'd rather have their own thing. And I think that's seen as a sort of macho, like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to have to share with anyone else. But the truth is, if you eat as quickly as you do, and I think I may be somewhat similar, 
what you can do then is use that as an opportunity to say, okay, I tried a little bit of everything. I want to double down on these two things. Mid-course, when everyone else is still eating and you finish, you can say, hey, can we get two more of those things? Then those are yours. So you get the benefit of let's have seven different things that we're trying, but then you get to pick your two favorites and eat those. Yeah, and I've been I've been following the lines of what uh, Dave always says to order the wheel, and yep. get as many appetizers as possible. That more appetizers equals uh, the more I get. Then I know that okay, I, I ate this amount. I'll be able to finish my meal and then not much else. Mm-hmm. So it's like the more appetizers I get, it's a way of me to not order a second entree, which is like going. Sometimes I'm down that path where it's like I have to, which also reason reason why I love Korean barbecue because you can just it just keeps coming. Right. So then I I don't feel weird like oh I ordered one steak I ate the steak in three and a half minutes everyone else is still eating their food and then I'm just sitting here with my arms crossed like well what do I do now because I'm sorry I'm twice your size I'm still very hungry exactly I'm still hungry it's I the, want to keep going yeah it's the cross I bear can we talk about the um the idea that we had during our thick cost production meeting yesterday for right. a, for a TV show. Um, hosted by your beautiful um, significant other. Yes. Um, called Eddie Eats Everything. Yeah, that that was a phenomenal idea. Um, she works for Spectrum News around in Los Angeles, and she contacts restaurants and, and food stands and trucks and whatever you may uh, sell your food or beverage item from, and she finds a way to make a story about it. And uh, the show is called... Uh, Ru- is it Running on Empty, I think it's called? You watch if you have Spectrum local in Los Angeles. Right. Anyway, so she goes but, and contacts these places, and, and Dave's idea, and, and along with you, was was to, t- instead of her eating the food, when she tastes and reviews it and talks about it, I'm the one that goes with her. Right, and, and the and point being that, that a lot of these things, whether it's a TV show or, right. or like a newspaper um, review, they're always some, they'll tell you, I went to this restaurant, we had a great time, the service was good, I ate this, this, and this. Which is good, but it's it's like not the it, full it, menu. who knows? Like yeah. maybe maybe you pick the three sure. worst things or the three best things. What I want to know is someone who can tell me the full range of the menu. So the idea of Eddie eats everything is that you would go to a restaurant, eat every single item on the menu, and then provide a, a actual comprehensive review. And people just don't do that yet. There, there have been a lot of times where the restaurant she's gone to, I've had questions about other items that she did not try because sometimes what they'll do is usually they decide what they want you to try of and course. show you. So they want you yeah, to have yeah. their best dish. And if you're going to a, uh, a place that's known for tacos, you're going to get their best taco. If you're going to go to a barbecue place, they'll give you their best brisket and so on. But there are other times where there's, the restaurant's just a, a, a known good restaurant. I'm going, oh, that's an interesting item. Did you have that? Like, no, yeah. they had to try that. So, like, yeah, I want to be the person that, that tries the full menu and lets you know. The problem is, though, and it's a the constant uh, issue with me being a part of the thick cast is I'm also trying to slim down and eat right, hit the gym. So it's like, well, now I have to, I have to go to this place and have 14 different entrees and 10 different appetizers and report back to my local Los, Los Angelinos and, and, and all the listeners of the thick cast. It's like, well... This this whole slim cast route of the gym and eating my greens and such, right. it's not really working so. I great. know, but if you're if you're making a career and a life out of this, then I feel like that's um, that's beneficial. I think the thing that would be interesting is you know you hear about the people who hand out the the Michelin stars yeah, for restaurants. Yeah. They go in and that's it's a secret. They don't tell anyone they're coming and they'll order whatever, and then you know then they go away and you suddenly find out the next day. Oh, those were the the, the, the people. For you, if if you got into this business and, and became well-known for it, they would know that you were coming because you'd be the only person on, at any given restaurant that would order every, every single item menu. on the menu. They'd be like, uh-oh, Eddie Eats Everything is here. 
um, and uh, and they'd know that a review was coming. I uh, I used to do it as a kid too. I I love breakfast food, and mm. that was my favorite thing to order. And whenever I'd go out with my family, um, and my, me and my brother would go out to get, like we'd be sitting down, and I'd be like, all right, I want eggs, but I also want some toast. And I want some bacon. I'd be like, all right, James, like my brother, you get the sausage, and then whatever eggs you want. Then let's figure out which like breakfast pastry type you're gonna get so like if i get the waffles he'll get the pancakes and then i'll get the french toast and then you look for the combo items and then we try to make sure that we had every breakfast breakfast item you already so if you were doing this it's in my blood it's gonna be it's gonna be easy it would be very very easy is your brother a um is would he be you know thick he's huge (laughs) but he played he played d1 football yeah okay he's he's athletic but he's a big he's way bigger than me can he eat more than you yes really he's he's large yeah so if if like if you guys went head to head, it's bad for me. Bad news. I'm Jay- James big. eats everything. Would be would would be more successful I wish, than Eddie eats everything. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he has about an inch, and a, a, right now probably about fifty, sixty pounds on me. For now. For now, yeah. <laughs> I'm trending towards him. He actually was slimming down post football right. career. Maybe you'll, maybe you can wave on the way. Yeah, past. No, I'm meeting him, and and he's coming. Uh, he's actually going to work from Nashville during the week of the draft. So I'm oh, going wow. to okay. meet him there. And I know Nashville is a lot of those hot chicken places. Yeah. So uh, that that will be our time to hit up the I when I wish you were coming to see us eat I all wish the, I was too all the Zaxby's and all the hot chicken places but you the, can take Dave and you know Dave will uh will be able to eat a lot I think well. he, yeah he does all right he he for you know for a man of his stature he does eat quite a bit well Dave's short but fat <laughs> so he can fit a lot in he does eat a lot yeah yeah the the last thing I wanted to get to and we could save these other topics for another time mm-hmm. So we were talking before about you go, people come to L.A. And, yep. they, and you want to bring them to a place around L.A. But, uh, I'm not from Los Angeles. Everyone knows I'm from New York. Obviously, you're not from Los Angeles. You're I'm from uh, from England. W- tell me, and we could both share, what's your favorite dish from where you uh, grew up back home? Hmm. Um, I would say the thing I always bring back here, I li- I'm addicted to salty snacks, so uh, crisps or chips. Yeah. I, I, I love and America unfortunately is underserved in terms of the, the quality and flavors of, of chips. So I always bring um, those back. But actually the thing that I miss most and the thing that I guess if I w- especially for you that mm-hmm. if I was saying like Eddie, you've got to try these these two products. Um they're both related. They're kind of in the sort of snack food, kind of picnic food, um realm but also bar food bar snacks um one is a scotch egg i don't know if you know about a scotch egg but a scotch egg is effectively a hard-boiled egg which has then been encased in sausage meat oh wow cold sausage meat so you'll bite into and then like breadcrumbed on the outside so you bite into this bad boy and you you chew it it's it's actually what you were talking about it's like a pocket breakfast i guess you could just slip that into your pocket and then you've got breakfast whenever you want um, albeit cold, but you're getting the sausage meat and you're getting the egg. Um, why, which is, why is it cold? Well, because you couldn't, I mean, I guess you can have it warm. You could have it warmed up, but you don't want like a, they're, they're kind of like, they're, they're something to take with you. They're, they're, a, oh, okay. uh, they're a snack. It's on the go. I got you. Um, so that's one of them. And then the other one sort of somewhat related, and I think really feel like you would like this, is a pork pie. So a pork pie is, again, pork meat but kind of like cold okay and then uh congealed doesn't sound appetizing but that's what it is like you know pretty solid surrounded by gelatine so fat and then with a delicious pastry crust 
and you get a really good one of those if you know where to get them from. Don't you know you don't want to get the supermarket brown one. You want to get the the really good ones. And you you t- chop yourself a slice of that. You put a little mustard on there, or some mayonnaise, or mayonnaise and mustard, and that's that's hard to beat. And you you ship those over here. Or you when you go back home, you grab. I'll, them gra- you grab, I'll grab as many as I can eat when I'm back home. I'll I'll sh- I'll bring some back with me, and then you can. I think um, I've never found a Scotch egg that's that's um, of the quality I would need in Los Angeles, and and I don't think I've found a pork pie. But I bet you could if you. I bet you know some of these stores that sell English produce, you could probably find something that was almost possible. I need to make it over there and try yeah. these things. That, those that are the, those are the two things that I think I would. You know, you t- you were asking like, what would you? But that was more specifically for you. Those are the things that I feel like you would like to try. I would love to. Yeah, I wanted. I, I never, uh, like I said, never been over there. Those, those are in, those. Are, I would never have guessed those right. items in uh, hundreds of guesses. Um, myself would just be the easy answer is, p- uh, is pizza, but I'm not going to go pizza because there's too many places where I'm going to try mm-hmm. that. There's only one place in Los Angeles that I found that is kind of close. To what is it? Um, Bay City's Deli does like deli style sandwiches, yeah. but there's I, I love when I go home. It's usually the first thing I do with either my uh, when someone in my family or my friends, and I head over to this place called Roll Crown Bakery, and they do bake bakery stuff, but they're known for their breads. But they serve you sandwiches, so you can get any kind of meat, any kind of uh, cheese and stuff. So I usually just go get you know chicken cutlet. Uh, you get a little prosciutto, you get uh, uh, fresh mozzarella, uh, roasted red peppers, a little balsamic vinaigrette mm. on there. They're, they're, they have a soft bread and they have a hard bread and a nice big hero. And that's what me and my that's friends a good- do. That is what I probably miss the most. That's what I crave the most or think like it's just it's just the best thing to have because you could have it for dinner. You could have it for lunch. They have the place itself serves, like I said, other baked goods. But they serve pizza as well, uh, like coffees and lemonades. You can you could any meal of the day you want. You go there. That's the place that I, I, I do miss the most that not a lot of places around here are similar to that. Like, there are good places. Like, uh, Jones on 3rd is an, an example. Like I said, Bay City's already. They're more, they're very hardcore Italian. Right. They have, like, Italian goods you could buy, like, almost like a market. Exactly. But it's 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 still lacking. That's the one thing New York has. Is they're just way, they're bigger on delis. And the delis around here are just Jewish delis, which are great, which I love. Um, I live very close to Canners, and I go there quite a bit. But I do miss the Italian-style bakery delis. Is it unfair for me to say, because I love those type of sandwiches, but sometimes I feel like I have to be one of those snakes that can dislocate their jaw oh, to they're get so, at them. They're like so they're just big. too big. Like how how am I supposed to tackle yeah. them? Gonna, like I don't want to squash it down because then stuff got, starts coming out of the sides. Yep. Well, what re- do you do? Yeah, recently I switched over to from the hard bread to the soft bread, and right. then try to be a little bit healthier if I'm going to go there. And I'll switch from the fried egg plant and the fried chicken to the grilled chicken, the grilled egg plant. So that drops That's, the size dramatically, yeah. and then and then you're you know you're you're ready to go, and you right. can take it out to town. Like one of the sandwiches will fill you for quite a bit. They are filling. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they don't they definitely pack on enough on there. But uh, I think if I do go home very very soon, uh, I will probably try to get there and and get as many of those over here because I know people that that do like send out the. The you know you could send out like frozen pizza and you could like freeze bagels or you put them in like a vacuum seal that those like right. the two New York things I know yeah, a lot yeah. of people Some send people out here but that. you can't I don't think you're really gonna send a sandwich a full sandwich no, that's out here not gonna work with all like liquids on oils and vinegar it's not gonna work I do have a sandwich actually I missed from London so there was a place when the NFL office where I worked in London was in one location there was a sandwich store right next door and I used to go in there every day this was this was maybe um, more than more than 10 years ago i used to go in there every day there was a crazy crazy woman behind the counter called maria 
um, who would who would serve you, and then her sons were all the guys who would make the sandwiches for you. Every single day for probably three years, I would go in there and I would get, and I never understood why I was getting so fat, and now I do, <laughs> on ciabatta, like a oh, big, yeah. like a foot-long ciabatta, which had bacon and avocado, and that was the, the sandwich was like, smashed avocado with with bacon inside all cut up and then mayonnaise and then you'd have it with a little pepper and they'd always like let it do you want lettuce tomato and i'd be like no none of that i got the same thing every day i'm not i'm really not kidding for three years that's all i ate every day for lunch and i've since uh the i've been going back to london um with my job I will. I go there. First of all, Maria greets me with a kiss every single time I go in there. She loves me. And the guys behind the counter, 10 years later, don't even ask what I want. They just make it for me. And I was stunned. They said, where have you been? We haven't seen you for ages. I was like, I haven't been here for eight years. This is when I first went back. They haven't been there for eight years. They, they, they treated it like they hadn't seen me for two weeks and just made the sandwich for me. And I missed, that's a sandwich I missed, but you can't eat that as often as I, as I was. I wish I was. That's one thing I strive for is to be a regular somewhere. I was a, that why I was at there. I was a regular. I still am, despite the fact I live in Los Angeles, which is uh, which is crazy. That's it's a good place. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, a regular at a sandwich place or like even like a bar, and you know, you walk yeah. in like hey, and they, they just know what you slide want. a drink. Like yeah. I don't have that. I, yeah. I think I try. I don't know if it's because no one likes me or I try too many different places, but yeah, that's something to strive for. Uh, that's that's pretty. It's cool. a tiny little place, smaller than this podcast studio. Uh, it's the the store, and. They, and they're and you guys where you're from and they're known for sandwiches. No, that just happened. I mean, it's, it's a good, there. it's a great okay. sandwich place, and I've sure. since discovered that they are known for sandwiches, and lots of people like will go out of their way to go there. But um, but no, they it's just it's a sandwich place that could do you any type of sandwich you can think of. That's just the one that I always liked. Too many people, bacon avocado and ciabatta. Too many people poo-poo the whole, uh, you know, the food from England. But I'm I'm keeping an open mind. I'm, I want to. When try we get stuff. you there, Eddie, I, we'll 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 change your I, mind. I really want to make the trip. Also, because it's London, because it's like LA or New York or any of these cities, like it's cosmopolitan. You can get any type sure. of food you want, and you'll get the the highest end of that food as well. But probably the one that you would like. And actually, talking about food that I miss, in great Indian food. I feel like you would embrace that. No, I'm really? out of that. Yeah. Last night, my girlfriend brought home from a shoot, and I don't. I I actually spit it out. I won't say where it's from, what I have, but I don't like it. So yeah, one but thing I see, don't do. but but see, that's my point: is that LA has not ever been able to deliver me any kind of like remotely good Indian food. So I don't. I wouldn't again. Don't rule it out because I could take you somewhere which would change your mind. What what food item upsets you the most from LA that you can't find here? Is it the Indian food? Yeah. 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 I think for me it'd be pizza. I but surely you pizza. found something. I've yeah, Chicago style. Chicago style. I found one in over in Silver Lake, but nothing. New, no New York style. I have not. Really? Yeah. But tell me, like, how how different can it be? For, like, I've had New York pizza, which is supposed to be where? Know, great in, in New Manhattan? York pizza. Manhattan is the worst borough for pizza. Yeah, well, that's probably where I had it. Yeah, but. it stinks. You got to go to Brooklyn, Queens, or Staten Island. Okay. I wouldn't lie to you. I'm telling you the no, truth. No, no, no. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've, I'm not going to go slander these places. I've had, I've been around. I've heard the right. popular spots, and there's still more I have to try. I, right. I don't try to eat pizza that often. Again, trying to you know slim cast instead of thick yeah. cast. But that, but the ones I've had, it just like, and people here, and they they spend you know twenty dollars a pie, and they're like, oh, this is good, and like you really don't know. You don't know. You don't. You don't right. know. But I mean, whatever. Um, so that's, I think we had all the topics I wanted for today. How do we, should we do like Twitter questions? Get, try to get some Twitter yeah, questions that's next a good time. Idea. Next time we record the thick house, get some uh, of our listeners to, you know, people wanted for ages. So now they yep. have their chance. They could give us a topic to, to weigh in on. I'm, I'm fine with that. Let's do that. All right, cool. 
I'm hungry, Eddie. Let's go eat. That's how we should end every show. Let's go eat. Let's go eat. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.